0: Welcome to the Book by Book, a podcast about the odd book or two you've read. I'm your host, Scott, and I'm not alone. Nobody's here, too. This episode, we're talking about The Wizards of Once by Cressida Cowell. It's going to be a light to mid spoiler level warning, so if that's okay with you, continue on, and I'll see you on the other side. Feels like the start of hay fever season. For me, mm-hmm. whatever I'm allergic to is pollinating now it's been a, quite a lot rainy recently, right now with the sun booming i'm I'm assuming that's just perfect for flowers pollinating <laughs> flowers are like <laughs> yay <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a uh, it's, it's a pain in the ass having hay fever we're literally just allergic to you know outdoorsiness yeah and some because... i can't imagine i'm 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 blessed
1: in that I don't have or haven't suffered or hopefully will ever suffer from hay fever um but I can't imagine suddenly the outside being your enemy, that would be
0: horrific. Mm, it's, I guess it's just some the things you get on with, you take an antihistamine, maybe some eye drops, mm. and then like it doesn't last all summer, it's just while this plant is pollinating or if you unluckily live near something like a big field of something. Right. But I did read Hay fever's on the Up, like just the, the, I guess global, I don't know, the strange global phenomenons of, of hard weather and different weathers mm-hmm. and all sorts of stuff has just like, there's been an influx percentage of Hay fever. It's it's odd. I think I was reading, is it cicadas? There was some sort of bug in America that just comes out at a certain temperature. And it, it just okay. hasn't been at this kind of temperature for a long time, like 70 years.
2: So oh, out of wow. the blue,
0: this bug just whoosh, sprung around. We had it here. <laughs> we had some sort of invasive black spiked caterpillar. Oh, wow. And they were everywhere. And it was gross. Really? And I went for the, I got on a, like a bus and I went for a hike in these woods. Mm. And like, I sort of saw them around the street, around trees. And it is just like some, if you see a horror film where they cut to magnets mm-hmm. and it's like a sea of it. And cause I was in the woods, um, they were just hanging, like a cocoon hanging. So I would what? just walk into them in my face and like, you can't walk without stepping on them. And they're not oh like my a nice, gosh. I mean, any bug in long. mass is quite gross. Yeah. We once had, like, ladybirds, our window in London, and you think, oh, one or two ladybugs that's kind of cute. No. And you get them in, like, the, the tens and hundreds, it's like, oh, this is kind of gross. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. You yeah, I had the delicate. same problem. They're quite delicate to sweep up about crushing yeah. them in your hand.
1: It's... Yeah, I had a similar problem with ladybirds in uh, my flat. you just wake up and they'd be just like carcasses. Mm, the carpet to keep, everywhere. Keep, keep the window the shut, basically, for,
0: for a massive chunk of summer that year. Yeah, it's like they all uh, came there to die or something. no. <laughs> Oh, Toby, let's, let's keep this episode clean. I just figured it's like a kid's book, so we're potentially oh, yes. more gravitating. Mm-hmm. Very good
1: point. So, yes, a kid's book. Mm. Well, welcome, viewer, to the dog Page Cafe.
0: Good morning, good yes. afternoon, and good night, depending on when you're uh, listening.
1: And uh... the Book by Book, with me, Toby, and your host, Scott. <laughs> Toby's getting Re- professional. He's gone. has gone deep. Re- radio voice. Re- reverse the, uh, the, the intro bit there. Yeah. Um, okay. So yes, well, today we're going to be recording, podcasting, reviewing. That's the word I was looking for. The Wizards of Once mm. by. How do you say her name, Scott? Cressida Cowell. Ah, Cressida Cowell. It's a nice. Or Cowell, Cowell, or
0: Calwell. Calwell. Cowell, 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 Cressida Cowell. Yes. we are making her sound exotically French. She's English. Yeah, I thought she was Italian.
1: She's English. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. No, I do know that because I've got a blurb just a bit about her, actually, because I didn't know anything about her, apart Mm. from that she's quite well known and revered for the Hiccup series or How to Train Your Dragon Mm -hmm. books, of which there are many, and there's also a cartoon and an animation and some films Mm. and every kind of medium you could possibly imagine associated to it. It must so, be so
0: nice when something mm-hmm. gets picked up and it's good. Mm. I don't know if you're like a Ursula, Ursula Le Guin fan, but she's been very, like, captive of her work. Like I, It can't be made into an adaption. Right. And then Studio Ghibli approached her mm-hmm. for the Earthsea series. Okay, yeah. yeah. So she was like, well, I, that's something I can't say no to. Mm-hmm. They have a very high record. That's the one, like, the main guy's son directed – and mm. it's absolutely slated as being like the worst thing they've ever done ever. Mm-hmm. Oh, that must be
1: gas cutting. Yeah. <laughs> when you you yeah. I mean, no, I, I guess imagine. it's still
0: like you know you don't know how someone feels about it. Like when they actually well, I actually liked it sort sort of thing. Yeah, it must be. I, I, to, yeah, I haven't seen that. One, no, I, yeah. To be clean, I haven't. So mm. when I'm slating it, it's just the general consensus review.
1: <laughs> You're doing a five page Katie, chucking it in the bin. <laughs> Um so yeah, a little bit about Presa de Caldwell. Mm-hmm. She grew up in London and on a small uninhabited island in Scotland. She was convinced that this island was inhabited by dragons and has well, been I wonder, fascinated. If that's when,
0: influenced her in her mm, writing in any
1: way. <laughs> quite possibly. And has been fascinated by dragons ever since. She has a BA in English literature from Oxford University, a BA in graphic design. Framed St. Martin's and an MA in narrative illustration from Brighton. And she did not stop studying. She didn't. She went all in. <laughs> She's going to, to show, show you. Yeah. Uh, Chris, Chrisida, I've, I've forgotten. What is it? Crisida. Crisida de Cowell. Cressida yeah. de Chrisita Chrisita. Love, yeah, that one. <laughs> uh, uh, loves illustrating her own work. She is most well-known for her unique blend of child-centred humour and sublime prose that can be found in abundance in the well-known Hiccup series, a.k.a. How to Train Your Dragon. But we're not here to talk about How to Train Your Dragon. Mm -mm. We're here to talk about Wizards of
0: Once. Nice. Does the series have a name? Is it The Once Wizards? No. I don't know. Maybe The Once series? It's a fun name. It's that thing where, like... You say it perfectly, and if I stop to think about it, it falls apart. Mm-hmm. Like, like the sort of yeah. like uh, a slow riddle like she's saying. There's going to be four, Mm-hmm. and I think at this time, all four are out. Definitely three are right. out. Okay, um, I'm a bit. I've, I've been listening to interviews of her all day yesterday, and I'm a bit mm. mixed up with what's coming out when. Def- <laughs> I'm pretty sure three are out at this moment, and. The fourth one's not out. It's, I think I don't know. I'm not gonna say it's coming out soon because I might have made that up. Yeah, but she's her plans are that it's a quartet, like right?
1: Okay, in this series, mm-hmm. okay. So I'll give you a quick synopsis mm-hmm. of the wizards of once. Once there were wizards who are magic and warriors who were not. But Zar, the son of the king of the wizards, can't cast a single spell, and Wish, the daughter of the warrior queen, has a banned magical object of her own. When they collide in the wild wood on the trail of a deadly witch, it is the start of a grand adventure that might just change the fabric of their worlds. With trademark wit and the same stunning combination of action, adventure, heart, humour and the incredible artwork that made How to Train Your Dragon a beloved best-selling franchise, The Wizard of Once will transport and bewitch its readers.
0: Nice.
1: Hmm. I, I, this is my recommendation. I was the one that brought this to the table mm-hmm. as uh, the one to read. Um, you... It's very off piece for what we what we're used
0: to reading. I'd say. I think it's the uh, outside chooses your own, so which aren't really mm. reviews. It's just a little fun, fun. Yeah, choose your own. Uh, I think this is the person we try to review. That is certainly the youngest age range. What? How did you come across this? Like a like a thrift find or
1: no? Uh, or was... I have a friend. And she has kids and she recommended it to me. Mm. basically. She'd read it to one of her kids and then they just ran with it and have read all of the ones since and then all the hiccups. And she said that she really enjoyed it and I really liked the cover. I love some of the artwork that was on the that I saw when I flicked through it in the bookshop one day and then I just came across it in a like you say, a thrift store or charity shop and grabbed it. The rest is
0: history. And that was it. It's, mm. it's interesting to share that. I, I, one of my notes is definitely that these feel like they're written to be read out. Mm. Like she's definitely mm. taken I, I don't know what age group you would say this is for. You're you're more on the eleven what kids are kids. Eleven
1: upwards apparently. Oh, okay. Le- eleven, I guess that makes sense. I, I
0: guess I'd even push it lower. Yeah, Not yeah, that yeah, is aimed at, but I would definitely I would read this to, to lower kids.
1: Fun fact is that um the audio book is apparently exceptionally good and is narr- narrated by uh, David Tennant. Mm.
0: I gave a, a couple hours listen to yesterday like the first. Oh, okay. Third, I guess it's just. How did you find it? Yeah, it's it's just super solid. I guess coming from his Doctor Who, we know he like he has experience with like getting the tones right for kids. Mm. And he does uh, muck in like there's a lot of characters. There's literally like characters mm. called like S- Squiggle, who Squiggles, are like a, like yes thumb sized character. So he's just yeah. happy to sort of. Muck in with like the high pitch and the low pitch, and uh, that's good. You know, do do the voices as it were. Yeah, and just hit hit that that tone and pitch, theatricalize uh, it up. Mm, yeah, um, no, nice. so it's quite a joy. Definitely, I don't know if if you're into that audio book style. It's definitely a fun thing to have. Also, it's free on YouTube. I don't know how long it's going to be there or how long it's been there. Sometimes these things right. they'll pop up for a few months. Someone will yeah. immediately take it down and it'll pop up somewhere else. But if you yeah. want to check it out, just put it in YouTube. And there's a good mm-hmm. chance because I think it's about a five hour read.
1: Right. Okay. How long mm-hmm. did it take you to get through it? As you're quite a quick reader,
0: three three or so hours, I'd say. I think I just read it at lunch breaks at work. Right. Okay. Um. So which, which is about an hour.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now it's sunny. I can sort of sit in the park and, and read. I think oh, that's pretty impressive. And this is for all books but when i hit the halfway mark it's, mm-hmm. it has that at least it feels it's speeding up like i'm halfway instead of the book getting bigger i can see it getting smaller
2: yeah, yeah. it's like a
0: push like oh i, have a, I just spent an extra 15 minutes reading oh, on a it, it this isn't a dense book by any means but no. i think there are only hardback copies out at least the,
2: mm. the
0: copy i got from the library but we're interspersed with pictures and, and double page yes. pictures and stuff and, and the the writing is sometimes fit around it's like very playfully written, yes, in that, that's um, very much so i I guess her you said she had a design degree, yeah, and see her like in one of the interviews she showed I think it was how to train your dragon, but her giant scrapbook that's like just her mm-hmm. initial draft is just written almost it looks by hand with all the sketches, and she just sort of does it playfully in a giant scrapbook rather than right to type out a book.
2: Then I yeah. illustrate
0: it. She's kind of does it all as one fluid motion. That's a cool way to approach things, isn't mm-hmm. it? And I think at one point there's like pop up bits in it, and she just lets it. The, the initial draft is just super fun, mm. letting her imagination run.
1: That's awesome. I'd mm. love to have that sort of that multiple ta- multiple talents that sort of naturally sit together, mm. so that you can then you know if you've got the design and you can draw and you can write good stories. Oof, there's just mm. a, a, that page, that white piece of paper, becomes a playground. Like you, you and certainly
0: get the sense it's very natural for her. Like mm. This is this is just how she does it naturally. It's not like she writes novels and she thought this one was really hard for me.
1: I'll go into the review roundup. Um, just give you some. I've, I haven't got many because generally it's been pretty pretty successful,
0: well received book. Yeah, what from smug, what I could... smug, cold hearted fool did you get a negative review for this from?
1: i'll give you a in a minute <laughs> so t- let's let's go with some positives so we've got katie i'm going to shoot no, was kerry last time who dumped the book in the bin after five pages wasn't it so katie she gives this a three and a half point five stars this story was so cute i really enjoyed it my one complaint and i'm not sure if it's because of anything to do with the book or it's just because it's middle grade, so that's the age group it's aimed mm-hmm. at, is that I didn't really connect with any of the characters. I kind of found my indifference on what actually happened to them. But I still enjoyed the story, and there were a bunch of twists that I didn't see coming, and that kept me entertained. I still recommend this, especially to people who like fantasy stories and stories aimed at younger audiences. So pin in, like you say, put a pin in that that oh. indifference towards the characters <laughs> um, for Ron with a four-star. Adorable book. Illustrations that have a sarcastic wit to them, which I always love. It's a children's book, so of course it's a quick read for an adult. Wonderful story though. And then Jade with the four-stars. Wow, this book started with a bang and ended with one. This is a story of finding out who you are and finding friends in unlikely people. It's not about where someone comes from, but who they are inside. This is a story full of magic, adventures, and loads of different beings just trying to survive. The writing was so easy to get into and kept me gripped the whole time. I will be picking up the next one straight away. Nice. And then the negatives Violet Dory. I expected nothing, and still it disappointed me at the highest level. Eesh. <laughs> I've been seduced in store by the fame of the author, the promise of original drawings, a magical middle grade story. In the end, I suffered for almost 400 pages of boring plot punctuated by lazy drawings. The story itself could have been okay, and here I don't say good, I say okay, but it was not worth the volume and could have been told in less than 150 pages. There is no need to waste time and space to tell endlessly the same thing again and again. The author's writing style also didn't help me to dig into the book. You love it or you hate it. In my case, I hated it. English vocabulary is rich enough to produce a large panel of emotions, even in a children's book. I truly think anybody can do better than simply using caps or bold to describe strong feelings I never ask a book to be pompous but I ask it to provide a minimum of quality to finish let's talk quickly about the characters they don't deserve more than a few lines wish the warrior princess was pretty much okay with a spark of bravery and good sense but she has nothing good enough for me to truly care about her fate the czar on the other hand was the most despicable person fictional or not I've ever encountered. I know sometimes people like rude, disgusting brats, but I don't. And the following adventures of a moron king for 400 pages was too much to ask of me.
0: Righty, geez.
1: Yeah, she didn't like it at all, did she? Yeah, she um I've got one more. This is Sudan Shaman. I really disliked this book. I was so excited when I read that this was the author of How to Train Your Dragon, but I couldn't tolerate either of the characters. Czar is the most despicable human being. He is a little brat with zero character development. He continues to be a brat from the start to the end. Despite everything he goes through, he keeps reverting back to being a selfish, self-restored little jerk and wish yes she did display some heroic traits and was definitely a lot more interesting to read about than czar but i felt she dill didn't have a lot for me to hold on to or root for The book was filled with illustrations which were fun and reminded me of Roald Dahl's style, but even that wasn't enough for me to enjoy the book or to give it more than one star. Their adventure was not exciting. The random creatures popping up here and there were annoying for me more than they were anything else. I hated how Tsar kept losing it, throwing tantrums, and suddenly the page was filled with huge capitalised words. I mean, chill, seriously. Talk about deeply rooted anger issues. And then to think... There's a second part that we have to read more about these two characters. Nope, no way. I felt like this book was maybe trying too hard to be in the style of Roald Dahl, but that doesn't work. Roald Dahl was Roald Dahl. There is no one else like him.
0: Interesting.
1: Mm. Wow,
0: there's a lot to unpack with those negatives,
1: (laughs) people. So there we go. That's the review roundup done with. What do you think? Do you agree with our negatives? Was Zah too obnoxious and bratty? the whole story did he
0: have any sort of character arc there were points of over obnoxious frustration i'm not mm-hmm. gonna lie and mm-hmm. i just thought all i was thinking was like ah oh, okay because they're gonna give him an arc over four books or i knew mm. i knew there was more than one i didn't mm. know how many there was gonna be but i i would never assume there's just gonna be two random kids books mm-hmm. so i just okay so this is gonna be a series or or three or four, or four or at least the minimum trilogy everyone wants a trilogy at least yes Uh, so it's like okay at what some point in the book you just realize he's gonna have to learn this over the course of all the books not this Mm. one because when his uh his sprite was laying dying in his hands and he'd wrecked the castle and potentially brought witches back to life and his dad (laughs) is angry because people are physically hurt and he's saying these are your friends like these little beings follow you and you put them in danger and then he threw a tantrum, just saying, it's not my fault, but you never mm-hmm. trust me. That's when I was like, oh, kids, no. Because <laughs> this is in the last quarter of the book or so, and this is when I'm like, this yeah. is where I would want you to show. Like, afterwards, he did have a quiet moment to himself. Yeah, But it was just, like the reader said, he was just reacting to someone else again. And it was like, okay, not that it's a big book, but it's like we have to take it in the proportion of what this book is. You can't just say, mm-hmm. oh, because it's only, you know, 400 pages in a kids' book, but with text, it's probably the equivalent of like 200 pages. You can't say, "Oh, yep. it's short; it doesn't matter." Like it's still the journey; it's epic mm-hmm. journey. So when we're still dealing with that, that was a point. I think I wrote down: okay, he's he's pre obnoxious. Yes, and this is the point where I would have wanted him to learn a lesson, and he simultaneously mm. didn't. Didn't. It's like he learned his lesson, but chose not to act on it or mm. change his behavior going forward. Yeah. So if people were over sick of him. I understand that.
1: Yeah, no, I can. I, I agree. I, I felt like, like you say, he. There were moments where he should have learned from his. Thing. Everybody around him was telling him to learn from this, and he refused to. Mm. And even when every action that he took, the, the 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 cause of his actions were negative, he still didn't open his eyes. And then finally, at the end, you think. He's going to actually wake up, but he's actually, it turns around. He says, ha-ha, see, I told you it was all going to be okay. I Mm. was right. And you're like,
0: oh, come on. Even with the consequences, Mm. plain, Mm -hmm. it's still You almost killed one of your friends. (laughs) Mm. So, yes, I I do see that. I I had no qualms of wish. No. Um, I guess it felt like she took a bit of a backseat to Saar, but I don't know if that's just because Saar's larger than life.
2: Mm. Like
0: if you split it down, they actually did have the same page time. I quite like road trip movies, and when I realized that this was just gonna be set in the boundaries of of where they both are, I was yes. not disappointed but I was like, okay i'll I'll get with that because it's not like we visited the castle so it was mm-hmm. like here's where he lives here's everything well as yeah. you say in the iron world, and now here to the wizard world, and we're gonna mm. Build in the in the wizard world, and that's sort of enough. It's like okay, yeah, it's
1: almost three points, wasn't it? There was the bad woods or the mm-hmm, wild, the woods. in between, as it were, his home and then her home, which was mm-hmm. either side of the wild woods. Mm. Very so, like, simple.
0: Um I guess going forward, are they uh would I like to expand? Mm-hmm. The whole novel moved at quite a breakneck speed. It did, didn't it? it never yes. lingered on anything. If I didn't particularly. There was nothing I didn't enjoy, but if something was a bit like, okay, I want to get past this to the next exciting bit, it Mm -hmm. kind of happened quick enough.
1: One of my other questions was, what did you think to the overall adventure?
0: Uh, I liked it enough. Uh, Like I said, it it wasn't like a set adventure in that, Mm. you know, hey, you have this object, go and travel across these dangerous lands and plop it down here to, to save the world. Like the, mm. the terms and conditions are set at the beginning. It was mm-hmm. quite arguably it was, it was It was setting mm-hmm. out to do this as a wish. And by the time the plot kicked in, in that, I guess it wasn't that deep in that. Okay, we have bad magic in the kid. And mm-hmm. we're going to go here to extract it.
1: Mm-hmm. And save squeedrals.
0: Mm I guess it, it sort of set a fairly, like, an epic adventure on a small scale. Because it was the equivalent of, yeah. let's go to my house. You yeah. get the first aid kit. We're at your house and you've got yeah. yourself. We can go to my house and sort of, you know what I mean? Yeah. But they did do a good job of making it quite epic when you're in there. I guess it set the tone and it sort of snuck in the reintroduction of witches into this world.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: It's funny. A lot of reviews say that the cartoon the films are nothing like the books in How to Train Your Dragon. It's like in reading this, I could really understand how to Train Your Dragon would go about. Like very similar themes in this, it felt like mm. the whole living up to your parents' expectations was yes. just super high in this. It's nothing it's not like, oh, she's doing this again. It just felt like it's a theme she loves to explore.
1: For me, the the overall adventure and story had enough to keep me engaged. Mm. Um I didn't feel that the villains or or the witches um were given enough impetus they were there wasn't enough drive behind i didn't really understand why why they were there where they went to how they were banished there was a lot of unsaid things going Mm. on and i guess that's going to come up later on but you just knew you know the 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 opening of the story is basically zar's going because he has no magic and Mm. he's been frustrated by this he's a master group of friends who are quite loyal to him that include cats and um Giants. So,
0: and, yeah, and He's got his own army, arguably. Yeah,
1: it's, it's quite cool, the people that he has with him. But those characters I really liked. Mm, the, the, the amalgamation of all of them.
0: Yeah, I think the side characters overtook. Mm-hmm. And not overtook, but, like, without them.
1: They were more likeable than Zar. Mm, yeah. Maybe that's by design, though.
0: Mm, that's true.
1: Uh, I also really liked uh, the, sp- the characters, the spoon, which is... Magical spoon that sort of rides
0: mm-hmm. on
2: her you shoulder. Don't just want one,
0: yeah. Just like yeah. you just want one. Like okay, it's like having a hamster. that yeah. you could just carry around with you but that <laughs> doesn't like poop and have, have you know. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it, it does do a good job of just making you want to explore the world. Mm. And it, I guess it, you feel it out there. Mm. I guess that's the world building. Mm-hmm. But you do feel that there's more out there that you want to explore. And I get the sense in the following books they will in some way or form.
1: Yes, yeah, definitely. I de- that's one another one of my questions is: What do you, do you think of the world building?
0: Uh, I guess I thought it was just pretty solid. I guess there's these little hints about the bigger world. I think mm-hmm. anyway. I guess not, no passage springs to mind, but like I say, it just you can feel you can feel yourself wanting to explore mm-hmm. in a very like a fun fun way.
1: Mm. I think the fact that we were only given these three key areas, the wild woods or bad woods, mm. Zah's home and Wish's home, there was enough um, it allu- it alluded to there being a much bigger and wider expanse um, to explore and go and play in and have more adventures in. Mm. Um, and I think that he did a good job of that. I also, I also really enjoyed uh, Zah's older brother, who is Const- is it, uh, I can't remember what his name was, but he was constantly sort of just berating him and one-up. Oh, them.
0: okay. Yeah. I guess that felt very standard to me. You know what I mean? Like the sort of, if, if we we're watching a high like a like a King film, people say, and it's like, okay, here's the high school bully. And what yeah. he's going to be like. I said, like, hey, yeah. point Dexter.
1: Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. Um, it's so a staple.
0: Guess, mm, not formally like, but mm-hmm. just just there to do that job.
1: Yes. Yeah to prove the point and further drama at home. Do you agree with a statement, Scott? The novel immediately introduces Czar and his massive entourage through heavy exposition, and I immediately felt as though I was being bombarded with names and concepts, and the early chapters felt as though they lacked focus. There was just too many voices and too little plot. Uh,
0: to an extent, yes. When we're at the end and people are leaning in and whispering in his ear, and this guy's doing that. I didn't know who was who. Mm-hmm. Like, there'll be a name at the end of, like, a, a sprite or a fairy that got in the way and did something. And I'll just – I just get this like, – that I understood who it was without actually knowing who they are. Yes. Um. So, They yes. were, like,
1: almost part of entourage
0: rather than yeah. individuals. It could have just said, one of the gang did this, mm. and it was yes. the same as that name. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, having this mirage of different different fairy animals around him was part of the magic.
1: Yes. I felt it also lent – it's almost like a product of the fact that, that a lot of it was illustrated. Mm. So you could almost show some of that on screen, like Snow Cat 1, Snow Cat 2, Snow Cat 3, mm. or whatever. They just looked really good on page.
0: The smaller ones felt very, uh, I guess, underpolished, if I'm honest. Right, yeah. There's the full-page spreads, like, I don't know, 85% of the time were really nice. Yeah. And I don't know if that's an intentional thing. Because of the age range, it's a sort of encouragement for kids. Mm. These little sketches you do, like, can be something and to encourage you. I was never good at sketching as a kid. No. But my friend was. He was really good at it. And we, we just had these stupid games where we would, like... We would just draw a target like a man, yeah, and then across the page, I would draw like a little stick man shooting him, yeah bullet midway, and then it, he would draw like Captain America with a shield protecting that bullet,
1: oh and know, I would
0: draw it's... something to take out that Captain America, I and he me. would draw something to take out what I took mm. out, and it would just it would spread on, but I always felt mine were rubbish his his were really good. he's on yeah. to be an animator, right say he ends the he he's kind so, of kept it up he's He's really good. He's that sort of. If I said to him, "Can you, can you just send me like a like a little quick zombie?" Mm-hmm. It, it feels good because if yeah. I try and do a zombie, it just feels like. What's your style? Stick man with coming out of his eyes. Mm. <laughs> and I'm not saying that because doesn't have a style, but it, it was basically it reminded me of my NAF mm-hmm. sketches rather mm-hmm. than the polished ones. Like it was scanned from those original sketches rather than gone over in a in a nice pen and given a bold outline yes, yes. and definitely people will argue that's the charm and i'll say yep fair enough and i'm yeah. not saying i didn't like that style mm. but like there are there's some books where it's like i would if, if someone gave me that in a little frame mm-hmm. I'd, I'd really like that
1: yeah you stick it up on a wall
0: mm-hmm. i guess in all mm-hmm. these interviews she was uh if, if you just put in like Waterstones Masterclass, she did these three half-hour classes and she's just right, talking okay. to the camera. She's great. I guess she knows her see. audience. So she she talks with real good enthusiasm. Like, this is brilliant. Um, <laughs> it's it's a real pleasure just to hear her talk. It and uh, it was just that one was on character. Mm-hmm. I don't know, one was on research or something. But, mm-hmm. but one was like, so I always tell, like she does a lot of talks with like classes of kids. And she says, wouldn't you like a book? That you can write down anything you would, and it would never be judged. No teacher's ever going to mark up spelling. You don't have to worry about that. Like, you can just write down whatever you want, really, need it. any thought that comes to your head, mm-hmm. any nonsensical story, and it's all yours. And she's like, that's what just a journal is. She's like, I mm-hmm. cannot advise any more than just getting a notebook to carry with you, and every little idea just sort of goes in there. That's and I really guess that cool. you can feel that through the but like the style of what she does, the sort yeah. of like, I think she showed like her very first doodle sketch of Hiccup. Yeah. It's nothing like the final piece, but it's like, well, that sort of inspired. Yeah. Not just a beloved story, but a very lucrative. <laughs> like... Yeah, yeah. Would, have you ever kept a journal? No, I uh, I quite like painting and doing certain artworks and claying and writing. But mm. I find I just want to go for the final piece. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's rather like than... it's. I guess you you play the piano, so it's a bit different. But it's like the mm-hmm. few times I've tried to do something on the piano, I just I want to learn this song. I'm going to learn this song. Mm. Like I'm just going to go for broke, rather than. Yeah, yeah. So that's sort of like I. I wish I did, and the few times I've tried, I just. Uh, I'm not saying this is the case, but it felt like I was wasting time. Yeah, I like can I'm jotting that. down something. But I already know the grand masterpiece novel I want to write. Yeah. So why didn't I do that? And I know that's not how it works. Like I've listened to so many podcasts and interviews and all that stuff of writers. And like this, she's just I like I'm literally saying it will change your life if you do this. And I'm going, Mm -hmm. yeah, but I'm better than that.
2: I'm different.
0: (laughs) I'm different. I would just (laughs) I'll just do the masterpiece now. I haven't got time for that. And then like I said, I'll see an artist sketchbook. And I'm like mm-hmm. that. That itself is a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. I would just, I would just see people practicing. I'm thinking, that's why they're good. Yeah, it's not a sublet. It's not. They wrote a masterpiece and they do a journal. It's like they wrote a masterpiece because they refined it. Because, mm. like when you're journaling or doing that thing, you're working on the craft. That's it. It's the practice. It's the process mm. of practicing. It's a, it's a little completely left field. We haven't done one. This episode. So here's my left mm-hmm. field. Oh, this is funny. Just in an interview, I think it was Jay Z, he said, Eminem is always writing. Oh, wow. He's just always jotting stuff down. He has a pen, he'll just pull it out on a car and be writing. And then he said, well, What is it? Is it your lyrics? He said, No, basically, I just write all the time and I won't use 90% of this. I'll just chuck it. But when I need to write something, I'll just be able to, and this is how. If I just if I just can write, if if you just say, uh, "Here's my watch," write a rap about it. I'll just write that rap in the book. Yeah, and that's I'm not going to use that, but I'm practicing for when I need to rap. If we're in the studio and you say, "Yo, this is your time. You got an hour. Give me ten minutes, and I I will write a rap." And I know I can do it in that time limit because I've been honing it. Yes, that's kind of that's not the same for sure, but that's the. It's almost
1: creating feathers for the back catalogue of quips and, qua- and 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 prose and mm. uh, lyrics and you're just, it's just writing everything and anything down on a page at some point, some when, especially as a rapper like Eminem who has to think fast and often mm. on his often on his toes in the like the the you know, the free forming sessions. Mm. Um he can pull
0: on that at any given moment. Yeah. I guess when you think about instruments, it's the, the equivalent of just jamming. Mm. You don't just want to play the instrument for your final song. It's like you just want to have fun with it. And yeah, like, this isn't something that's going on on an album. I'm just jamming for the fun. Yeah.
1: Learning the building blocks. That's what they talk about in music a lot of, you know, understanding chord progressions and how to play scales and things like that Mm -hmm. is the most boring process of practicing. But once you've got them down, you are then able to riff with anybody that also understands that skill set as
0: it were mm. yeah i guess that's what Crash is saying with the with the the notebook mm. i mean what every mm. author everywhere says just don't worry about the importance don't worry about yeah. the finished project. that's almost just a by-project mm-hmm. <laughs> of writing is i finished publishing mm. novel
1: did, did did watching those videos on youtube inspire your writing or your uh
0: it just made me wish i just get that look look for grip. Of, uh-huh. yeah, I wish I kept a diary like that for the last year. I wish, mm-hmm. I wish I had done that 20 years ago and that I was now good <laughs> at that level. Uh, yeah. Sort of backfired and it made me just think I'm too old and it's too late to do that kind of I know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're never too old, Scott. <laughs> no, no. For for listeners,
1: sure. you're never too old. Pick up or do whatever you want to do.
0: I, sorry, I, I guess it inspired me to want to do it, but I haven't taken any action. Mm-hmm. And we talked recently about just me feeling like I just take on too much. like not that, Mm. but, like, I already have, like, an unfinished art project Mm -hmm. and a few ideas I want to do after that, and I'm I'm wary of, like, starting the one I want to start, and then I have two unfinished art pieces. Yes. And uh, what (sighs) part of me says the Josh Whedon eat your cake first method Mm -hmm. is great. It's saying if there's five things you want to do, do the thing that's, like, the most excitement because you'll get joy out of that and you'll do it like i think he was saying when he's writing a script if i want to write the action i'm going to write that action even though i haven't built up to that action i find that very hard to do yeah especially it means starting something new right because then the weight of having unfinished projects suddenly just feels like a it's all a bit futile because mm-hmm. so i've just another abandoned project and after like 40 years of abandoned projects it's yeah. like well, what's, what's, what's the point in starting something that that doesn't have any <laughs> yes. fruit the only thing i'm good at is abandoning things <laughs> yeah <laughs> is there an award but that's you know what that's i don't know why i'm, I'm not trying to dis, disinterest anyone listening mm. go for it like mm. we just said it's about the fun of the process Hmm. go for it
1: if you don't try, you don't succeed. Mm. Start
0: now, and in a year, you'll be glad. Mm-hmm. Like all those I, I started it. before, it's like, well, start now, and then yeah. in, in 20 years, years' time, you'll be like, yeah. well, you did. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Going back to the book, mm-hmm. what did you make of the villains
0: in this book? Interesting, because there sort of wasn't one until there was, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it yeah. was not sudden, but the twist, and then that it. Knowing how many pages are left, you're like, okay, we're not gonna. I guess we're sort of taught that the villain was there all along, pulling yeah. the strings, but we don't really get a snapshot mm-hmm. of that villain. Just uh, uh, it's like an intro to the mm-hmm. next book and, and what mm. the series is going to be about. Mm. I mean, if you read the intro, it was pretty obvious. Yeah, <laughs> the 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 sort of the preamble info dump about how the how the world is set. And there's there's something so fun in just the narration, mm-hmm. you know. There's bits of like, "Don't worry, in the end, it's going to turn out all right." Hey, listener, yeah, you, like, hey, reader, you're not worried, are you? In the way, yeah. like, she's she has a wry humor and she's winking to us, the audience. Yes. Uh, in one of the interviews, so something at the beginning of this book is here's something for you, uh, reader. I am one of the characters in this book, but I won't Mm-mm. tell you which one. I loved that. I believe, so now I'm thinking about what some of the reviews are. In the fourth one, there's a page at the back, the, the right. afterwards, not the afterward. the, what's it called, the prologue, the pre-prologue yeah. the, the, yeah. the prologue afterwards. And it says, if you're reading this to skip ahead because you want to know who the narrator is, you're very naughty and you need to go back. And read it throughout the book. <laughs> Brilliant. And She just said she got like people saying like her kids were reading this and they were chuckling because she basically preempted. Like, so and I crazy. think a lot of kids flat out did that. Yeah, and it was just like she's there with the kids. She's she's mm-hmm. not just writing it for kids and saying some kids will get it, some kids won't. She knows her audience, and she's playing yes. with them. She's flat yeah. out teasing them personally. It's like. But every kid that did it, it's like, damn it! She, it's they're feeling like she wrote this book for them. It's and genius, such She's... a nice touch. Yeah, you, I loved you think it. Do you know who the character was? I've got Instantly, no idea I thought it was knows. the spoon. I was like, okay, so we have a spoon oh, without a voice. Spoon, yeah, definitely. And then at the end, I was like, okay, it's the witch. Oh. It's like, it's like a non look at an an overwatching entity that's there from the start, but that is mm-hmm. staying quiet. I could be Mm -hmm. wrong. I don't know. Uh, Her books have such a reoccurring theme. And in the films of How to Train Your Dragon, that not that there doesn't need to be a villain, but like when you're inherently taught something as a kid, like you hate wizards, wizards hate warriors, dragons hate Vikings, Viking hates dragons, that like there's there's a questioning of it, that it's just Mm -hmm. a misunderstanding. And those themes are very strong through here. And so I don't know if the witches are going to turn out to be villains or yep. just another faction of the um, misunderstood
1: misunderstood completely agree um I, I, I did pull a quote from some of my research on it on the villains and it says the villains of the story are also a bit flat with which is simply being evil with no motivation while this does lead to a few creepy encounters it sadly made them a bit too forgettable hopefully this is something that will be expanded on in the next book Mm. and i would i would agree with that in essence they are they aren't overtly menacing especially the one that gets taken down in sars place mm-hmm. um it just sort of appears and you've got the glowy feathers that sort of alert you to their whereabouts but hopefully like this that comment says that they will get expanded on and you like you say they will their story will become a more mm. apparent and m- maybe they are just misunderstood like the warriors are to the wizards and the wizards are to the
0: warriors. Like it feels purposeful that she mm-hmm. didn't expand on the witches. Like you mm-hmm. said, arguably there's, there's too many characters going on here. Yeah, and It's almost, weird. if they're going to be the villain of a set of books, it's like you'd rather she takes the space and time to do it in the next book properly mm-hmm. than just squeeze it in here when we're, yeah. we're still trying to learn who the heroes are. Mm-hmm. So, so like, I kind of didn't mind that too much. Yeah, I,
1: I did enjoy the 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 idea of the final villain and its location and how it was pulling the strings Mm. throughout, even though it was a very small part of the story and it was right at the end, it permeated backwards over everything you'd read. It was like it said, pulling the strings and leading everybody to this point. That was really nicely done.
0: Yeah. It didn't feel like she came up with it at the end and squeezed Mm. it in. It was, Mm -hmm. it was woven and seeded through.
1: Mm -hmm. Which Mm. uh, Yeah. I really enjoyed that. Um, and my final question
0: is, do you going to read more of the series? I, I guess so, yeah. Um, I, I think I got this from the library. I did see one at like a second store and I was tempted to get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just didn't because I'm just over uh, – my house is just sort of boxed. <laughs> but it would be nice if I had a shelf. But like, oh, I've just got books in all these shelves. I don't have that. We don't have bookshelves. So right. there's just boxes of books squeezed in and it's not a fun – Oh, it's nice to look at. It's just I have a storage container with a suitcase full of books so it's right uh buying hardbacks right now um mm-hmm. it's funny i was so I was thinking like i i, I didn't know if you pick this up from a thrift so it was just a random book we were reviewing, and there's four and i'm I'm very hesitant of like is can we review book two in this because it's like uh I feel like the themes are gonna stay what they are. We're mm-hmm. not going to get much of an expansion. So in my head, I was worried, like, if we review book two, is there going to be less talk to talk about? Because mm-hmm. we're going to talk about the plot a bit, but like this one, it's it's not sparse, but you don't want to go super spoil everything. And mm-hmm. it's not like a really long, deep book, so we can't necessarily like, well, this bit of the plot, what about this twist? It's, it's mm-hmm. can we get an episode out of book two when it's exploring more of the same? I guess we'll mm-hmm. find out if it's something you yes, want to read. I'm happy to. I just want to know who that there yeah, is.
1: Let, let's let's say if we- <laughs> yeah. brilliant. But let's say we weren't going to do any more podcasts on this. Would you read the
0: second book? I I would probably come ac- like I came across it the other day. Mm-hmm. I would probably come across it and go, yeah. I guess I wouldn't seek it out, but it now now I've actually thoroughly enjoyed this. It if I see it in stores or in like. Around here in in Toronto, Mm -hmm. everyone just has like a mailbox full of books. They call them Mm. a free library and you get three on the street. These books will spike out to me visually and I'll probably grab them and read them. Yeah. So, sorry, that short answer was yes. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: would pick up the second book if I stumble across it. If it it thrusts itself into my world, I will willingly embrace it with both arms. Mm. Um, But I wouldn't purchase it at full price. For myself,
0: <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. It's just a really like we love these books. He's like, I recommend them to anyone. I wouldn't pay full price. It's not worth my money. But... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's for me <laughs> as an
1: adult, I'm. I'm. They're not aimed at me, but I've enjoyed reading it for two pounds. Mm. It's been bang on the money. What I would say though, as a parent, this would be a joy to read to an eight-year-old upwards. Mm -hmm. It is perfect for somebody who has a bit of performing arts background or just loves to role play. All the elements are here for this. it would be a bedtime story to your child. So in that sense, I highly recommend purchasing this book and reading it to your kids because it's a very nice story for that Mm. age group. And will endear you to your children if you put on all the voices.
2: Scregules!
0: yeah she that really knows awesome. how to like write for kids mm. you know like the the spelling book i thought was a fantastic idea and a very yes. great of words and then at one point we discover uh which is like dyslexic mm-hmm. and it's just a, a really like not playful but it's not hammered in mm-hmm. it's just sort of discovered in a time where they like the word dyslexic doesn't doesn't mean anything in and, mm-hmm. and she i guess she's from a tribe that doesn't necessarily rely on it Mm -hmm. but the the idea of a book of spells and you have to spell it is just such a such a neat playful idea
1: and I love the fact the pages are always falling out of it
0: yeah but the the kids are really naughty but you never get the sense they're bad kids no they're just and I think that would really speak to kids yes you know when I I was at home uh, over Christmas and my, my brother was just sort of like not yelling at one of the kids, but just like, just calm like you know, you just just sit down and eat. We'll play after. Just trying to, you know, get them in tow mm. a bit. And the kid was just like, you know, it's Christmas, so a lot of senses. he was just like, always yelling at me. Why is it always me? You know, feeding mm. that some, the world of unfairness that that you can mm-hmm. feed as a kid. And I guess this, this really sort of felt like it was just she. She just knows that that kind of exists. Like the kids are just getting in trouble, and they are naughty, but they're just trying to play. They're exploring the and learning. Yes, completely. Bad kids. Even though I said zar was an obnoxious, we're not gonna do bad language on this. Mm-hmm. But, um, even though we said Zar was like obnoxious and a pain in the butt, mm-hmm. you never get the sense it's for the sake of being bad. Mm-hmm. Even when we literally have a list of all of his pranks, mm. get a sense he's not a troublemaker in that in that mean sense. Mm-hmm. He's just pranking because it's fun and it's not about hurting someone it's about his enjoyment yes i hope that's not excusing a bully's behavior
1: i agree in the sense of what you're saying about being free and being kids and being allowed to be kids Mm. and that definitely comes across in this book um you see it a lot with parents who are just like come on keep up keep up keep up Mm. keep up it's like actually stop rushing. They're children. They're still, they're exploring and learning. Let them
0: stop and smell the roses mm. or pluck the rose petals <laughs> that, that That's the fine line, I guess, of like, kids mm. are just going to keep pushing. Mm-hmm. So you do, you do forgive a bit of naughtiness and mm-hmm. then it just, it goes up 5% within 10 mm-hmm. minutes. And then mm-hmm. in the next 10 minutes, it's gone up 15%. And that line of like, oh, okay, I just need you to tone it back down. And I'm not trying to yell at you, yeah. Uh, but it's like just go back to where you were, like 50% naughtiness, where yeah. which is cheeky. <laughs> Cause it's cheeky, because it's like you're gonna get hurt. Someone that thing of it's just you, it's just escalating to someone gets hurt.
1: Yeah, there is there is a line
0: definitely, and she balances it beautifully in this book. It's Wonderful. Good. So, what would you give it? Uh, top marks, whatever the top is, five. I'll give it five yep. out of five. I'm not gonna. Like bashist anyway, like little little things that were like, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. like Zar was a bit boring, a bit boring towards the end. It didn't really matter.
1: Mm-hmm. Or so I, I'd give it a four.
0: Mm. Like there's I feel like there's a master plan for Tsar. Yeah. So like Oh, did
1: I did out. I ask this what there was one more question, I think. I am not sure whether I asked it. I
0: think you said it in text about the merit of judging him in this book. Yes,
1: that was like, it. That was the one. Yeah.
0: That was the exact question. Uh, is it well, too
1: it, soon to judge a character when it's a part of a four book series?
0: Well, the only one I could say that you seem to like Tsar's brother, mm. but being the youngest of four brothers, I I was on Tsar's side with that. Yeah, really? I didn't <laughs> like the older brother. That that sense of like I'm older and I'm better. And it's not that it's true, but just mm-hmm. being a kid and being the worst at everything, there is a sense of frustration mm. in that. Okay. And so I wasn't on the brother's side at any point. And it's yeah. like he was better. He was like the, the the equivalency of the chosen one. Yeah. Um, but I I sort of like, okay, I don't like Tsar, but I'm on his side on this.
1: That's so, interesting. i 'cause I've I've always been the older brother. Mm, and it was always frustrating. Having trying little, to having yeah a little
0: annoying rep running around yeah. my feet. Yeah, <laughs>
1: exactly constantly poking and prodding you. And you're like, well, ah, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't you just be normal? <laughs> mm,
0: yeah, I think I got that thrown to me a good few times. <laughs> mm.
1: I think it's a bit early to judge him as a character. He doesn't really grow enough, maybe. Um, there could be some elements, like we've alluded to at the beginning, he could mm. learn but, from a few of those mistakes. But hopefully, maybe he has. He just it's, I don't know if it's again.
0: a sense of, like, he's learning... And it's like, you know, he shows real remorse and he will give everything up to save his friend. Mm-hmm. But we're also, like, reminded that. But he's still the same cheeky We haven't broken him. He's still the yeah. same cheeky character. Don't think that he's going to be, like, he's scared straight for the next three books.
2: <laughs> yes. <it> yeah <laughs>
1: Exactly. Yeah. Brilliant. What did you think, readers, listeners, watchers, to uh, The Wizards of Once? Because they did a cold dwell. <laughs> <laughs>
0: send us your thoughts and love that yep. you have provided or yep. in the comments
1: uh, don't forget to watch some of those videos that Scott's going to put a link to in the description maybe they'll inspire you to uh, write your own short stories full mm. stories become an illustrator or both Chase the, the world is your oyster go get them thank you very much for listening join us
0: again bye We're going to wrap it up around there. I want to thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed. Join us in the next episode and until then, support your local bookstores and have a great day.